Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Thanks to Bespoke Post for supporting the morning stream. Bespoke Post is a monthly subscription service that sends themed boxes. They partner with small businesses and emerging brands to bring you unique items every month. To get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up, go to boxofawesome.com and enter the promo code TMS at checkout. Coming up on TMS, grazing the nuts of Jimmy Stewart. Fetching foreskins. Her bosoms are fantastic. One skin, two skin, blue skin, foreskin. Colonoscopy watch 2021. Dickens and chickens and foreskin bags. Casual shirtless Santa. Our time of the month with Gidget. Down under, they just send in poop samples. The Rankin Bass weed smoking puppet guys. Heretic palindrome. Nothing was odd until I heard the door knock. A combination of Uncle Joel and a guy from the mall sin bad life choices therapy thursday and more on this episode of the morning stream those freaking doritos just put me at the end of one end of the table set me up with a great big shovel and just shovel it in my big damn mouth i'll be happy yum 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 you're making me hungry yum why does every nft look like it should be a sticker on a bong Ladies, we heard you. This is the morning stream. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to TMS. It is Thursday, December 2nd, 2021. I'm Scott and he's Brian. Hello. Hello. Hey, it's a true, serious, true palindromic date today. Uh, So let's do the numbers here. 12. Yeah. 02. 201. Now, if I look at that. Oh, I see you're saying. Yeah. Okay. If you do the right with the 02. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Look at that. So we still have, we yet have another cool date that we can remark on. Um, No, wait a minute. 12. 02. 21. No, because uh, it's not palindromic because it would need to be 12. 202. 21 to be palindrome. Well, let's do it like the, the British do it. So they go. Okay. Uh, two. No, how do they do it? They do yeah, one. they would go 2, 12, 21. Does, does that work? No. Uh, 2, 12, <laughs> 20, 21. Wait. 20, 21. Wait, how come this isn't. I, I just oh, saw you this. Know what? You know what? If you do it as 1202, 20, 21. Yes. Okay, that's it. If you. If you fully spell out the year, 2021. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking that. You'd have to do that. You have to yes. go and you have to put a zero in it for a digit. So, yeah, that is palindromic, right? That is palindromic. One two zero two two zero two one. All yep. right, we did it. We figured it out. Yep, it totally works. It works. You're all better for knowing it. All right. Hey, what's going on? Sorry, everybody? I was seeing 122021 or 120221 in the chat. I'm like, no, that, that's not a true palindrome. Nope. 
It's not as palindrome. Or even a false palindrome. No, it's it's uh, it's the untrue. It's the false. That's that's the it's the uh, heretic palindrome. All right, hey, check that's this right. out, Brian. I'm, you're in my dreams. All right, you're in my yeah, dreams. Yeah. Would you like to hear about this? I don't know if I do, just because of what I'm already reading in the uh, in the show notes. But please. All right. So this was a very very weird one, uh-huh. um, because here's how it worked. It felt as real as anything ever because there I wasn't in a strange place. I was at home. Uh, Kim was there. Dogs were there. It felt normal, like uh-huh. nothing weird. Like some of your dreams, sometimes you're like, well, it's all normal except there's a giant monkey living in the bathroom or whatever. You know, like there's some odd thing sure. going on. Sure, yeah. Nothing right. got odd until I heard the door knock. So, kink, 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 I hear the door knock uh-huh. in this dream. I go to the door and again real as anything it's like mid-afternoon sun's out i can see it through the windows here's where things get weird i open the door and now i'm in what i can only describe as um you know san francisco houses downtown Mm -hmm. they're very close to each other and they're all kind of like that tall that tall like you the uh what is it the painted ladies the famous ones you see at the beginning of uh any show that takes place in san francisco i think too close for comfort used those used those in the uh Opening titles. Yep, and the Full House, I think, did it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like townhome looking, but all stacked together in multicolors, like together. you're talking about. Yep. Yeah. For some reason, when I open the door, if I look to the left or I look to the right, as far as the eye can see, I mean, literally mm-hmm. off into the horizon line, mm-hmm. we are all in these kinds of homes. <laughs> okay. All right. On the other side of the street, same thing, running parallel. So it's just endless, though. Just a wow, road, an infinite, infinite, uh, yeah, row of uh, those houses forever. Okay. So right. just try to imagine that it's very, it's kind of intense. It's like, whoa, that's a really, and and I remember in the dream feeling that this is unusual. Like, whoa, that's really weird. Here's where things get weird, and how how you come in. I open the door, and it's you. You're there. Yeah, yeah. And you're standing there, and I'm not kidding, in like some brown khaki pants. Uh-huh. Uh, Birkenstock sandals with socks on. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. No shirt, but you're wearing suspenders, like you know, like casual Santa Claus looking kind of guy. You got suspenders on, but you're shirtless, and you have one of your hats on that you do for game shows and stuff, like a goofy hat, like a funny uh-huh. hat, well, a silly funny hat, funny yeah, hat, funny guy. hat. Yeah. So that's you, and over your shoulder, left side, I guess, doesn't matter. You're holding a giant bag full of something. Oh, God. And okay. you're at the door, and I go, oh, hey, what's up? And you say, I'm here for the foreskins. <sighs> you're, that's exactly what you said. I'm here for the foreskins. There are foreskins. And in my dream, I went, oh, hold on a second. And I ran back to get wherever I got foreskins. This doesn't make any sense, but I got some foreskins. <laughs> plural. By the way, plural. Yeah, yeah. Came back to the door and threw them in your bag, almost like you were a trick-or-treater or something. And then you moved on to the next door. Knock, knock, knock. Hi, I'm here for the foreskins. Right. They gave you Just some foreskins. right down the, the long row of houses collecting. Yeah. And in the dream. <laughs> You're playing way too much Animal Crossing. I, I maybe. Think. There's something. Yeah. There's some collecting thing going on. I don't know. But you went down forever. And the way the dream worked, it was as if I watched you do all the houses, even though it's not possible. But in the dream wow. somehow yeah. and it was just so repeated Brian at the door knock 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 I'm here for yeah. the foreskins people bring you foreskins they put them in your bag you keep moving down the thing and 
this is about the time I woke up after all of this transpired. I wake up at about <laughs> two o'clock last night. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, I got to pee and, you know, whatever. I get up and do my thing and come back to bed. And I'm, I couldn't go back to sleep because this vision of you, sure, you know, collecting shirtless and these uh-huh. things collecting foreskins just really, really, really stuck with me. And to this minute, it's very vivid. This is one of those dreams where I cannot forget what I <laughs> Bring saw. Bring out your skins. <laughs> so if you had to, I'm not even going to let Wendy have a crack at it. If you had to try Oh, I was going to say whatever we had planned for Wendy, uh, I think we're pushing that off a week. <laughs> What do you what do you think it is though? Like what do you oh think I'm God. thinking? All right, well let's let's kind of break it down. I mean, because I think the um, the row of houses all looking the same yeah. is is um, something we can analyze in and of itself, right? It's right. like a it's kind of got its own little thing. Um, no pun intended. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It was so matter of fact, by the way. You weren't like, "Oh, I'm here for those foreskins," or "or I'm here for foreskins." Yeah. It was just this, right, right. It's like, yeah, hey, it's Tuesday, here for the foreskins. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> very casual, very normal. The whole row of houses just ready with their foreskins, and then get it going. Good lord, I have no idea. Actually, that might be. Yeah, you know what? Where's your book? Um, oh, uh, not book. or your the cards, cards the dream cards. Because <clears throat> let's start with the. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure there's not a card in there that says foreskins. No, there is probably body parts, somebody collecting, or or seeing body parts or something like that. But uh, Let's see, there's shopping. Um, there's uh, but the repetitive houses, like being in a repet, like a row of repetition. Let's um, see, transport. That doesn't work. Flying without wings. No. Um, at a glance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nothing here about repetition. There's accidents, mm, okay. <laughs> aliens, sexual nature. <laughs> Unable to find a bathroom. Hold on here. Uh, one more try down this list here. Okay, that looks. Oh, buildings. Oh, buildings. Buildings. All right. All right. Let's okay. see what this means. If it has any connection here, it's as close as I've got. Yeah. Uh, buildings tend to represent your sense of self. Oh, okay. The Ooh, do you feel like you're man. just a. Mm. A cog know. in an endless Spotify 2021 machine. <laughs> Feels like it. Man, those things are ugly, aren't they? Those things people post. Freaking ugly. <laughs> yeah. Nice GeoCities art. Um, anyway. Right, yeah. <laughs> say pay attention to what kind of building it is. If you're, uh, if it's a home or a house, this suggests that your personal life is your paramount concern at the moment. Uh, if it's an office oh. or factory, professional life is what? Okay. So if you're inside oh, on the ground okay. floor, right. generally the main floor, blah, blah, blah. Um, okay, being outside the building may convey a feeling of being detached. Well, I'm not out there. You are. You were inside the building. Yeah, you were out there. It wasn't me. Any stairs? No. Yeah, this isn't it. Okay. I don't know, dude. I don't know. Man. These are hard. Yeah, to, I couldn't even know. begin to an- analyze that one. That feels like. Uh, <laughs> I mean, what, foreskins. What were, were you? Uh, I mean, I know I've been watching Big Mouth, and um, no, so I right seen before bed, it's just like. Watching an hour of cartoon people talking about dicks and vaginas and stuff like that. I have not seen anything on that show for a long hey, time. Andrew. <laughs> yeah. I like yeah. uh, isn't Jocelyn on there? I, you guys. Uh, yeah. Lola. I don't know her name. Fuglio. Uh, Whatever her name is. Yes, I love Lola. his uh, Nick yeah. Kroll's version of that, that woman. Totally. Yeah. How she ends her things. At, Noah. Wow. There's like a huge <laughs> ah at the end. Is it Lola? Yeah. Okay. Lola, yeah. <coughs> anyway, oh, of course. I said that like three times. Of course, Claire knows. 
Uh, oh, you said Lola? I, <laughs> I said Lola like three times. Well, yes. on air, light. There you go, folks. There yep. it is. Um, so, anyway, I have no idea. I have no idea what to say about it. I don't know what happened. Just uh, mm-hmm. you, you're getting foreskins. What you're going to do with them, you, don't, you didn't say. Uh, as far as I know in the dream, there's yeah, no apparently indication. Apparently, I'm probably going to use them for stem cell research or... Uh, Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. There's some good genetic code in them foreskins. So, uh, yeah. There is. All right. If anyone has any yeah. thoughts, uh, your email challenge for today. We need an email I, challenge. If I, if I rub that bag, does the bag get bigger? <laughs> no. No. The bag remains the same. <laughs> okay. No, I don't know. Actually, that's a good point. Um, the bag you were carrying, though, I will say this. It did oh, seem we, big and heavy and hefty. Yeah. Carrying it. We did talk about sausages a lot yesterday, so maybe that's it. Oh, that could be it. Um, so your email challenge today, everybody, is to send me an email telling me what you think uh what you think it is or you know where, where you think this is from and why why the hell it got said the way it said there was there the way it way why things happen in the dream that that it happened so send me your emails let me know and uh we'll let you know here here here's a sound for it hold on and speaking of rude no that's not it let me see your identification no we don't need to see his identification <laughs> what <laughs> that's um a lot of star wars but uh that's not it at all Send and receive email. There you go. There's our. There there's we go. Our there's the email. Wow. Send, send us your emails. Tell me what you think of this dream. We'll try to make sense of it together. All right. All right. Cool. Brian, what else is going on over there? Oh, you. Yeah, oh well, my gosh, you're fasting now. Oh, I no. am. I'm. I'm 24 hours away from the colonoscopy. Yeah. Uh. So you know it'll be a whole different bag of fun. Uh. Mm-hmm. In about uh, in about 24 hours. So I've begun the uh, breakfast this morning. Was a lovely. Uh, beef broth because I couldn't find the chicken broth. Mm. And I was like, oh god, this sucks. I hated that already. Yeah. Um, followed by some Jello. I just wanted some Jello. Really, you was can the do deal. Jello. Sure. I like Jello. totally did some Jello. Yeah. And now I'm drinking. Um, instead of coffee, I'm doing Harvest Gold. Um, from Gwen's Tea Shop. Oh, nice. A clear Phoenix tea. Pearl tea. Mm-hmm. Harvest Gold. The orange rubos. Rubos with the cinnamon. Nice. Uh man, this is awesome. It is a good tea. Uh, Claire, I can have coffee, but uh, I can't put any cream in it. It would just be coffee black with um, Splenda. And I said, you know, what? I'll do I'll do tea today. Yeah, and for the for folks at home, Claire is in our chat room. That's who that's who he is. He didn't. Oh just, yes, I'm sorry. There's not a third person on the show that he just yelled out at and said, <laughs> Claire. Uh, so how how do you feel? Because I know that's not your normal routine. You're probably a little, uh, you know, I don't know, a little weak, yeah. a little um, hazy. You know, mm-hmm. like. Uh, yeah, hearing you have a microphone issue, issues before the show and stuff like, he's like, yeah, I feel like, I feel like that's just going to be uh, numb to rigor for me today. I feel like it's going to be uh, mm. uh, in the cards, but um, so yeah, no, you know, <laughs> we'll see how. It's great that we have Gidget on with trivia today because uh, boy, do oh. I feel like I'm going to be at a big disadvantage. No kidding, this will really be to yeah. my to my well, side hazy. if I can take advantage of it. So yeah, exactly. Or maybe you're just like me normally now. I don't know. Maybe we, now, <laughs> now we're equal and I'll, we'll be right? just as no. dumb as each other. No. Uh, we'll find out soon enough. But um, well, good. So 24 hours yeah. from now, uh, you'll 24 be 24 hours from in. now. I will be out cold. My procedure is at nine o'clock. Um, our time, mountain time. So that is 24, just 23 and a half hours from now. You got uh, Tina taken. She needs a recording equipment. Yes. She needs, uh, oh, she is not recording. That is oh, the... the... <laughs> Tina, send me a thing. Send, let, we'll hook up and you can... We'll do this. We got this. 
<laughs> we gotta, you know, that, that guy on Twitter lied. We need some equivalent out of yeah. Mind. We need some we need some more of those. I don't. Know. I just need to know what you say. What what does Brian say when he, when he is completely knocked out on fentanyl or whatever it is they give people now? Yeah. I want to know. Yeah, I want to know what you say. <sighs> I'd be afraid. Well, you know, as long as I get first edits before anybody hears them. What if you say? Because I don't want to be talking about how I probably could have had that anesthesiologist if I wanted her. <laughs> but what if you said, um, what if you went, oh, Tina, I need to go get all the foreskins, get my bag. I gotta get <laughs> then how did Scott know about my secret foreskin <laughs> fetish? My, my secret foreskin bag. How did he know? Yeah, I keep telling us there's like, you have a whole room for 3D printing, but what the truth is, is there's a whole room full of foreskins. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, no, I, mush yeah. potatoes in the chat room probably says it. It, it. it has it right. I'll come out of uh, come out of my fog or be in my fog, going. You know that uh, first uh, album release by the Beatles was actually supposed to be intended for just a U.S. release, but uh, they added three tracks to make it the U.K. release. Mm-hmm. Brr, brr, brr. You know, it'd be great as if they played like uh, one of those songs that no one knows is a cover, but you know it's a cover. And they play mm-hmm. it during the procedure because, you know, doctors have music going. And then you come out and go, that was that Stray Cats. That's a cover. And Stray Cats did it, but it was originally. A <laughs> you know I mean? Right. Yes. That'd be great if you corrected the doctor. Uh, anyway, um, uh, well, good luck. And uh, may your may your insides be like your outsides, shiny and bright and ready to rock. Oh, well, I hope so. Yeah. Hope there are no no beans where they're not supposed to be beans well the nice thing is if they catch any beans they take them while they're in there yeah and right. uh and then they uh and then you're good because the beans yeah, sure then they'll yeah, look at the beans. they might beans. look at the beans but uh they you know right you'll have no beans so sure sure all right uh it's <laughs> a good reminder i've probably they told me 55 was my next one um yeah yeah i'm still a ways off but yeah, so far, I mean, you know, it is what it is. It's it's not fun. The whole broth thing. I'm I'm you know I'm a guy who likes to eat. Obviously, yeah. I like to eat. You like food? Yeah, I do. I like food. I like tangible food, Take not this. liquid food. Yeah, you want to eat food, and why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you yes. want food in your mouth? That's what exactly. people want. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm hoping this quick and easy, and you don't have any any issues. Mm-hmm. All right. Speaking of issues, we're gonna bring in. Uh, we're gonna bring in our <laughs> old pal Gidget. Um, Speaking of issues, yeah. <laughs> in the best possible kind. Uh, let's see. Create group. Here we go. All right. Uh, we're calling her. It's that time of the month, and uh, we're gonna do some fun trivia. It's gonna be a great time. So everybody, sit back, relax, while I wait for her call to be answered. She might have to call the colonel. Nope. There she is. Trivial things. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Gidget Von LaRue. Hi, Gidget. Nope. Nothing. Well, we can see Hang you. Hang on, I gotta, I gotta oh, meet oh, you go. guys. Hang on, wait. Oh, wait. she yeah, has the there chat we go. open, I there see. There we go. Hi. Okay. Hey, what yeah, are you doing? listen to the show and listen to us in Discord at the same time. No, That's right. I know, it's weird. It was, yeah. 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 Well, welcome. How the heck are you doing? I had a huge fall down the back stairs onto concrete oh. Oh. a week and a half ago. What? Oh, no. That's not yeah. good. Are you all right? Yeah, we, we, we've had we've had heaps of rain, and we've got we haven't done the back of our house, and we've got this huge line of stairs that we go down into our backyard, and it's got a concrete block. And I just took one step, and I actually tumbled and oh. hit every part. So I hit my head. I split top of my lip. 
Oh, geez. I've got my first broken bone Ooh. in my toe. <laughs> really? Uh, oh, no. Did, did, did my arm. I literally hit every part of my body. But apart from that, I'm great. Okay. Oh, God. So okay. Other, yeah. other than that, everything's fine. Holy oh, and Moses. I chipped my tooth. Hang on. Uh, oh, yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, oh, so I hit everything, Jeez. but the only thing I broke was my toe. So that's my first break. I'm 51, and that's my first break I've ever had in my entire life. Dang, dude. That's yeah. a, You mm. should have been filming. You'd be a viral hit on YouTube or something by now. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that that streak is broken now. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. What are we going to do? Um, um, did you have uh, a head injury earlier this year, too, or was it last year? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I think it was last year. Yeah, I fell at my yeah. mum's mum's place and split my entire yes. head oh open, and she was too drunk to take me to the hospital, so she just put me to, bre- to bed, <laughs> which is what you do when someone has a bad yeah. head, head injury and, them, and actually yeah, passes out. Yeah, you put them yeah. to sleep. Make sure they lay down. Yeah, yeah exactly. If there's yeah, anything yeah, I've, yeah. Lear- if anything them, I've learned from all the movies. It reminds me of that Robert Altman movie. Where her son, oh, Annie McDowell's son, gets hit by the car and she's like, oh, I just put him to bed. And the next thing you know, he's dead. Yeah, uh, that's so what happens. Yeah. I've never seen a movie mm. where they didn't say the words, don't go to sleep. They always say, don't fall asleep yeah. on me. Don't, don't you go, go to sleep. sleep. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. tell your mom well done. Your mom apparently you're still didn't watch yeah. any of those. I, won't, I, will, I will not let that bitch forget that. <laughs> <laughs> Hold that over her head till uh, yeah. Uh, she she makes me pay for giving birth to me, and and I will make her n- regret ever just putting me to bed after a bad hand injury. Oh, so yeah. all right, okay. well good. Yeah. Someone has to do it. Uh, well, uh, it's good to have you here, of course. And as always, Thank you. uh, you've yeah. uh, you come to us bearing trivia. We're going to have a little contest here. My understanding is these are going to be Christmas movies, given your cinephile status. So that'll cool. be fun. Let's do that. Why don't we do that? Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think so. And we sort of gave up on the whole uh, multiple choice thing. So uh, <laughs> I'm just I'm going f- going for your throats on this one. Oh, and can I say, Scott? Because I was like listening beforehand. Yeah. Um, my basic explanation of dreams, mm. and I think I've told you this before, because mm. uh-huh. uh, I have the weirdest dreams. Like even David Lynch should be like, "Shit, girl, you are messed up." <laughs> uh, but basically, for me, dreams are insanity of all our memories. We cannot control our thoughts when we're asleep. Oh, okay. So you think? Okay, that's interesting. So do you? Yeah. Th- do, you mm. th- do you think that uh, I'm? So insane? okay, yes. we'd be insane without the. <laughs> no, no, no. The... We, are, we are all we are all insane because uh, people people like serial killers and and psychos they don't dream, so that's okay, weird. So, so oh, if I you gotcha. don't dream, okay. you're probably right. going to kill somebody. Yeah, it's our. If you don't dream, it's over. <laughs> yeah, it's our. It's our. Ex- yeah, <laughs> nice but if brain. you have if you have dreams, it's it's basically your brain <laughs> while you're asleep. Yeah, I missed it. Sorry. No, no, oh, I, I got said it. If, I said if you don't dream, it's over. Yeah. Dream it. Hey, now. Yeah. Hey, now. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, uh, uh, well, good. I'm glad because I dream a lot, and that means I might be a complete psycho in my real life if I didn't dream so much. So that's good. That's that's exactly right. And the other thing that I heard is you never dream about new people. You always dream about someone, whether you've had them in your life, you've seen them in a movie, seen them in a TV show, uh, encountered them in a supermarket, but you actually never make up real people, but you can combine people. I think I've they done that. Be a yeah. combination of people. Yeah, that so makes like, sense. Yeah. yeah. Like an amalgamation of everyone I've ever known. Like those streets in my dream this morning. Correct. People had their head mm-hmm. poking out and stuff. They weren't people I knew, but they were probably some combo of, you know, that's Uncle Joel and a guy I saw at the mall. You know, right. together combined. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly. it. You, you probably when you were sleeping felt 
they were familiar to you, but you couldn't quite pinpoint it because they were actually a combination or they changed during your dream. They they were <laughs> one minute your uncle and next minute some guy you met in a supermarket. So Science yeah. uh, science correspondent, TMS science correspondent Bobby Frank says it is a myth that psychopaths don't dream. There are many reports of people with psycho, uh, psycho, 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 psychopathy. Psychopathy? Can't get it out of my ass or my mouth. Ugh, that's the problem. It's not in my ass. It's in my mouth. Anyway, <laughs> that's interesting. Also, uh, Tally says weed suppresses REM sleep. I didn't know that. That's interesting. So, uh, Brian, slow down on the weed, man. Yeah, weed is legal where you guys live, right? It it is, where, uh, where I live, yes. Yeah. Right now, right. all all the states yeah. next to me are legal, mostly except for Idaho and, and Wyoming. But everybody yeah. else down here on this curve, hundred percent legal. <laughs> uh, and then right, states yeah. beyond, you know, I go to I can go to uh, Oregon, I can go to California, Nevada. Nevada. They're all yeah. good. They're all good. Nope, mm-hmm. we'll be the last one, dude. When state number fifty finally rolls over, it'll be us. I promise. <laughs> Anyway, it's right. it's crazy because that time I was in Vegas for you guys for TMS, mm-hmm. and you got you guys all finished, and I had another two days there, so I went to like the the shooting range, uh, I went to the mob museum, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, I tried to get around and like do all these different things just yeah. by myself, yeah. and then when I went I went to buy my cigarettes. Uh, they they were just selling them, and, and it's not usually my thing, uh, mm-hmm. but I was like, well, it's legal and it's mm-hmm. there. Yeah. 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 So you went cigarettes as opposed to going uh, edibles. Yeah. 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 I went a doobie. Yeah. You got a doobie. Yeah. You want to pa- pass yeah. it on the left hand side. I get it. <laughs> I, I went a doobie, brothers. That's right. <laughs> uh, well, here we go then. And, and good uh, luck, Brian, by the way, before I forget, good luck with yeah. your operation. And oh, um, what is it, colonoscopy? Compete. Yeah, because I know in, in Australia, you guys just, what, send in your poop samples or something, right? And they analyze yeah. it every year or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, this in, in America, uh, we like to just get our hands in there and really get in there and look. It's it's a camera going up my butt is basically yeah, what it's it right is. Yeah, it's right up your hooter. Oh, yeah. my, my ex-husband had that done, but that was way, way back in the early 90s. But now mm-hmm. they just send out this kit that you can that the guys can just – do it. And all I can say is it's payback for us women having to get periods every bloody month. They have a kit? <laughs> Hold on. There's a kit? Yeah, they, send you a, they send you a kit. You poop in the kit and send it back. Yeah, Tina's Tina's got other mm-hmm. friends in Australia who are telling us about yeah. this. It's oh, like, wow. Yeah, you, just t- you just take a swipe and, and put it in a test tube thing. Uh, my partner, Colonel, hasn't done it because he doesn't want to know. So yeah, but <laughs> he that's, just that's throws different. it in the bin. <laughs> but that's different than like explore, t- exploring the organs. Like, I don't know if that's the same procedure. I think that does a whole different, that's, that checks for other stuff, right? I don't think it's I like. I think it has yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, it has to know. check for other stuff. Yeah, yeah, but they're not. Well, I think you do want to know. So if you catch it early, you can not have it. That's the <laughs> Maybe, idea. Uh, yeah, I don't know I'm how just, poop is going to tell if you have a polyp in your colon or something. Yeah. I'm going to burn out and fade away like the Kurgan. I just don't want to know. You don't want to know. Just, you know, you know that stuff. Then you're like, oh, I'm doomed. And it's like, no, that's fine if, you know. That's just, why you do like it early. Dogs. That's I'm why just, I'm just going to burn out. That's why you do it early. It's preventative. So you go in, they go, oh, we found a polyp that would have developed into this tumor, but we got it now. You're all good. And see you later. See you in five years. Like, that's what you're hoping for. You're, if you put it off forever, then you go in and they go, ah, there's a thing the size of a gopher in here and you're going to die. Like, the you want to go in yeah, early. But, but I, I just wouldn't go in. So then you don't know. So <laughs> well, then I got that. You, you're like washing the dishes and you just fall over dead. And you're like, well, that was my life. Yeah. 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 Right. That's one way yeah. of looking at it. 
I guess. Um, <laughs> I know it's insane, but I am blonde, so you know. Well, that's yeah. It's, you know, there's something to that. You know, guys uh, typically are known for putting off going to the doctor as long as possible until their arm is basically falling off, yeah. held yeah, on by one true. tendon. So it's kind of along those same lines. Like, ah, oh, no, if I if I need to go, I'll go, but I don't need to go. Kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're, they're, they're oh, yeah. I can't get Colonel to the doctor to save his life. Yeah. Um, Liter- yeah literally. I'll, I'll yeah. go to the dentist to fit and fix that. That. Uh, yeah. That, the chip there. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Okay. All right. All trivia. Right, so, yeah. um, I don't know who won last time, and I don't care. So I'm going to kick off with Brian. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. I won last time, but Brian should start because I won That's last right. time. Yeah. I'm hiding the chat room, so oh yeah, there we same. go. Get rid of it. All right, it's gone. Sorry, right, chat room. Okay. I can still read you. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. ready. And I read all of you after I finished recording, so yeah, don't she worry. Does. About it. She writes yeah. down your names and what you said yeah. about her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So Brian. All right. So this is just a flat out answer. All right. What is the name? of the Christmas celebrating village in Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas with Jim Carrey. That would be Whoville. That would be correct. Congratulations on the quick Thank answer. You. Very nice. Well, now that I could have played it up and said, well, let's see. There's, uh, you know, the <laughs> Cindy <laughs> Lou Who. Let's just get on with things. Let's just, yeah, let's just like get that camera up there and look yeah, for Yeah, you got anything. some yeah. anal play coming up, so you're just like, just get on with it, all right? Yeah, right yes. Okay, Scott. Yeah. Okay, in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, what does Del Griffith, John Candy, sell? Uh, shower curtain rings. Mm-hmm. That is correct. That is exactly the right answer. Nice. That's right. Nice. Yep. Not technically yeah. a Christmas movie, but I'll, but I, but I take it the it's it's still very festive. So yes. That's well, right. I sort of did. Um, well, that was Thanksgiving. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It still it works. Still has a turkey. It still and works. We don't do that yeah. stuff here. Yeah. Okay. yeah it still holiday works. holiday season. Yeah. And when yeah, they get home, season. when he gets home, and they're carrying the thing, and he sees his wife, and it's all weird mm-hmm. and everything, and they're playing that horrible oh. cover. That's that. When they got lights the train, up. When when he's on the train and he suddenly realizes he puts all the pieces together, and suddenly realizes how lonely Del because Del keeps talking about his wife all the time, mm-hmm. and if you don't cry in that part, there's something wrong with you because mm-hmm. it's just so. And then he yeah. goes That's back so to great. get him and. Yeah, it's it's amazing. But the point is, when they get there, there's lights up, so it's kind of Christmas, is my point. So you're good. Right. Correct. That oh is yeah, correct. good point. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay, Brian. Yes. Uh, in in trading places, what report are the brothers Duke trying to obtain early to corner the market? Oh, crap! I've only ever seen this movie once. Once. Oh, really? Oh, it's yeah. so good. So I know good. it is Trading a really good movie. I enjoy it. Oh, it's not that I didn't enjoy it. I just Jamie Lee Curtis's this. bosoms. They're fantastic. Yes. I think yeah. those are the reasons I, I watched it. That's <laughs> no, the reason kidding. anyone watched it. I don't care, male or female. You're just like they're outstanding. Um, so what report? Um, I know yeah, th- it so was a stock Duke, market uh, thing. I'm thinking it is cattle futures. No, Scott? Uh, if my memory serves, it was orange juice or oranges? Orange Frozen juice. Frozen concentrated orange juice. That well is an done. absolute correct answer. Stolen well done. by Scott. I've seen nice that movie steal. a lot, so... Yeah, I knew steel. It was, I'm uh, going to write that down. Steel. Good steel. It was steel. a very good steal. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Scott, uh, what breed of dog does Cousin Eddie and Catherine own when they visit the Griswolds in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? What breed? 
What breed? Yeah. Well, he's like a little. Jeez. Oh, no, he's not little. Isn't he? So there's the cat and there's the squirrel. And what breed of dog? And the dog peed on the sandwiches, right? Mm-hmm. No, no that was the first movie. Vacation. That was Vacation. Yeah, and that was... Uh, Christmas Vacation. Right, that oh, was what's Christmas his Vacation. Dog too. Got it. Uh, Rottweiler, then, I think. That is correct. Okay. That is correct. <laughs> Snot, I believe, is his name. Yeah, I think of the one in the first one. He was a little little tiny furball dog that peed on the sandwiches, and that's a totally yes. different thing. All right. And Clark ends up tying it to the back bumper bar and dragging <laughs> He probably dragging. kept up with you for a mile or two. Yeah. For a mile or two. Yeah. And then Chevy Chase is acting just while the cop is explaining it. It's just great. He's just like, oh. but he's part of him. It's just like, Binky. Yeah. That was his name, Binky. I think the Binky colonel's downloading the- Netflix or something. Something's going on over there. I think so. Yeah, yeah, you got all choppy coming all of a sudden. Coming in all choppy. <laughs> yeah, you're fine though. Keep going. Yep. Okay, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was, oh yeah, that is, that's right. This is, uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yep. Uh, so number five, who plays Claire Phillips, Frank Cross's Bill Murray's long lost love in the film Scrooged? Oh, oh. Scott's favorite movie of all time. His favorite That's Christmas movie. I'm sure all time. you got this one rather than uh, Scott. Yeah. Okay. Um, steal, is she is a, it, you're asking uh, actress or the per, or the character? The actress. The, okay. the actress. Who plays? Who plays her? Um, she plays Claire Phillips. Oh, it's been a long time since I've seen this one too, because Scott's worded me off of it for the last several years. Oh, um, you sheep, you! <laughs> it is. Um, uh, for some reason, I, I think I remember blonde, curly hair. I'm gonna no. say no. Okay, well, you're thinking of me. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, I'm seeing blonde curly. Oh, it's because I'm looking oh, at just looking right at her. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm gonna say I know it's wrong. I'm gonna say Glenn Headley. No, yeah, she was no. dirty rotten scoundrels. Okay, Scott, you want to give oh, it a go? Of course, she was. Yes. Duh. All I can think of is um, Groundhog Day, lady. Uh, oh, it, ah. it's not her, is it? Andy McDowell. It's not Andy McDowell. Is it Andy no. McDowell? No? Okay. No. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Karen Allen. Oh, Karen Starman. Allen. Oh, Karen right. Allen. Right. I forgot she did that. Oh, the poor thing. That movie's bad. All right, continue on. <laughs> ah, you're weird. Okay. Uh, Scott? Yeah. Uh, okay, in the 2003 film Elf, yeah. where does Santa's sleigh crash in New York City? Um... Oh jeez! Uh, Don't say Twin Towers. <laughs> no, oh, definitely not that. Um, plus, this was post nine eleven. I think that movie. It was um, very much. Yeah, let's say. Um, I mean, Times Square, maybe. I don't know, actually. Okay, Brian. Uh-huh. Central Park. Oh, that is shit! Correct. It's a steal. <laughs> Should have known that. Steal a rama. Yeah, I should have known Ooh. that. One. That's a movie okay. we watch every year. Yeah, that movie's great. Elf is lovely. It's yeah. just a charming film, and you know Will Farrell was perfectly cast, and I think that's what made the film and John Favreau directing it. Yeah, yeah, as it's well. good. It's okay. Good. Um, Ed, I, uh, by the way, Ed Asner as Santa is like inspired idea. It's an amazing idea. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. And Zoe Deschanel uh, is it Zoe Deschanel yep. in that mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. She's yep. got a she very is, lovely voice. As a blonde. Yeah. 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 Singing. She does the singing, and then they got the you got your. Uh, 
your Bob Newhart there James is the elf. Khan. Yeah, and James right, Khan, James of course. Khan. You yeah. got your Peter Dinklage. Yeah, you got your whole the whole deal, the whole schmear. The whole He's deal. An angry elf. You know, the secretary is what's her name? Um, uh, oh crap! Her brother's the famous NPR uh, This American Life commentator guy. Oh right, uh, Sedaris. Amy Sedaris. She's Amy the secretary. Sedaris. Of it. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Look at all the things I know except for the Central Park bit. Look at that. I know. Because <laughs> he gets chased by the rangers in the black yeah. coats. Yep. Okay, uh, Brian. Yeah. Uh, what is the name of the town Jack Skellington and various monsters and supernatural beings live in in A Nightmare Before Christmas? I think it's uh, – my, well, my head is telling me it's Halloween Town, but let me think if I'm if I'm jumping too quickly to uh, to the wrong answer. No, I think it's Halloween Town. That is correct. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) All right. Yeah, they're all they're all town. Christmas Town, Halloween Town, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just watched it with Van. Easterberg. Yeah, I feel like I would have been. Yeah, (laughs) Easterberg. That would be great. There for a hot second. Confused with Westerberg. Yeah, exactly. For a hot second, I'm watching the other day with Van, and for a hot second, Jack Skellington looks at the door that would be the St. Patrick's Town. Mm Hmm. And I and it, right at that moment I went, man, I'm glad you didn't open that one, dude. That would have sucked. No offense, <laughs> no offense, Claire or anybody from Ireland. I'm just saying it would have just. But what kind of movie is that? It would have been awful. So, anyway. Right? Yeah. Scott hates everyone from Ireland. No, all of you them. Heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Yeah. She's gonna yeah. come for me. She says, "Oh no." Well, he won't friend he, them on. Uh, he won't friend them yeah. in Animal Crossing, so it's proven. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah proven. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> the Irish are too drunk to, to rise up, so don't worry about it. It's yeah, all fine. fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> In high Ireland. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so this is Scott. Yeah. Okay. Where are the McAllister family going to spend Christmas in the film Home Alone? Um, they are going. Oh, hold on. I think they're going to France. City? Paris. Yes. Okay. Good yes. job. Paris, France. I almost said New York, but that's the second movie. That's the second one. Yeah, yeah. and it really threw me in for a second. But yes, Paris, France. All right. That is correct. Yeah. Okay, Brian, uh, yeah. what actor plays George Bailey in Frank Capra's 1946 <laughs> classic Christmas film, It's a Wonderful Life? It's hard. Mary, Mary, you want the, you want the moon, Mary? I'll throw a lasso around the moon and get the moon for you. You want the moon? <laughs> Uh, it's uh, James Stewart, Jimmy Stewart. That is correct. Yes. Let me tell you about my dog. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote a poem about my dog. Uh, home cooking soup. You're very, right. you're very good at doing voices, Brian. He is. He's a great impressionist. You, you may not be after your colostomy. I just will only be able to do higher voices. Yeah. Yeah, you might be speaking like this all the exactly. time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Scott. Yeah. All right, number 10. In the film Gremlins, mm-hmm. Mogwais have three rules. Mm-hmm. Do not expose them to light, especially sunlight. Yeah. Number two, uh, no contact with water. Mm-hmm. What is the third one? Oh, geez. I forgot there's a third one. Um, three rules that make... No sense whatsoever. They are the stupidest rules known to mankind. Oh, <laughs> oh, uh, uh, um, uh, oh, shit. You, uh, oh, you feed them, uh, you can't feed them after uh, midnight. Can't feed them after midnight. Yes. Damn it. Correct. Whew. That hurt coming Ooh. out. 
That was close. Oh, talk about your colonoscopy. That's what I felt like. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Get that out of my system. Oh, I was hoping. I was hoping it wasn't going to come to you. Oh, my gosh. We just saw okay, that one Brian, last year. Number 11. Uh, what is the one thing Ralphie wants for Christmas in 1983's A Christmas Story? How, how detailed do I need to be? Because it's a uh, Red Ryder BB gun with like triple pump action some, yeah, the laser sight yeah you yeah. got it yeah. nicely done yeah hang on i can i can i can prove it to you nice oh look at this is all Wait. handwritten oh wow. my gosh dude yeah wow. wait, 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 wait. Did they, hold what, on a minute we, can i type it out i know you're from the 80s and you love the 80s but are you still there <laughs> i like writing i like writing i think it's one of those things if you yeah. give up doing it you end up writing like a three-year-old. You're so 100% you correct. You have really good handwriting, so it's it shows that you've you haven't yeah. lost that art. You're 100 percent correct. My wife's there the same go. way. There's you the both have questions. Beautiful handwriting, nicely done. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Cool. It's very good. That's yeah. readable. I can read oh. those words. I don't oh. do that when I write. It's like a <laughs> manifesto or something. <laughs> no kidding. Ooh. I'll be doing my manifesto later. True crime. Okay, Scott, yeah. uh, 12. Uh, what is the toy Howard, played by Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Myron, played by Sinbad, are trying to purchase for their sons in the film Jingle All the Way? All right. Well, this is a bummer because I have never seen Jingle All the Way. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know why I never saw it. I just never did. I saw so. it once when it came out and... Never felt like seeing it again. I know enough about it to know it was some kind of action figure. You're probably not going to give me for that, so I'll just say action figure. You got you got half of it. I'll throw it to Brian. Uh, it's it's a superhero action figure that uh, <laughs> I'm never going to remember the name of this guy. He's red and blue. Yeah. Um, Captain. This is, this is what stumped Colonel because I tested on Colonel. Oh no, this he's like something what man. Stumped him. Yeah. Uh, something man. He said man. the same thing. Action man. Action man. I can man. see it. Oh, yeah. it's not action man. But, no, no, no. It's okay. it's something. I would have said action man, man right before you said it. All right. So does that mean neither of us got it? Is that what this means? It means neither, neither of us you got, got it. it. It's Turbo man. Turbo man. Turbo man. Now let me Fair. let me show you the integrity right here. So last week on Guess the Connection, yeah. I uh, the prize is the prize was. Prizes was this, this pin right here, this Turbo Man action figure. Oh man, which is sitting next to me serious? on my desk. Yeah, yeah. and I know no. I knew it was there, and I purposely did not look good man, over Brian. to uh, to yeah. to see it. You're a better hero than Turbo Man. <laughs> you know what it is, Schwarzenegger Brian? and Sinbad should be fighting over me. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You're just hungry. We might yeah, be. Are we doing? You're hungry. You're delusional. Oh. You don't know what to do. You're just... A little dazed. Is yeah, that our? Is that on yeah, our film sack list steak. this month or not? I can't remember. It is. It's, we are. Um, That's right. I think it's after uh, Alien Four. Okay, is, so we're uh, doing Alien Four this weekend, and then we're doing Jingle All the Way, which I've never seen. So here we go. Yeah, yeah. me neither. Yep. Hey, yeah. give me that action figure. <laughs> <laughs> what would Sinbad say? My career's over. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes. Who am I? <laughs> yeah, who am I? What am I doing here? I, All right. Welcome to McDonald's. Can I take your order? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's fine. He's got a new tour. Everyone calm he's down. Don't fine. send me an email. <laughs> he's fine. Oh, but it's funny. Hey? Yes. <laughs> All right, Brian. Yes. All right. Oh, this was the other one that stumped Colonel. Oh, God. Okay. okay. Uh, what Muppet character plays Charles Dickens? In 1992's film, The Muppet Christmas Carol. Easy. Oh, right. Yeah, because it's um, because it wasn't Kermit. Even though you'd think Kermit would be the central, I think it's. 
my head's telling me Gonzo, but hold on a second. I've got to really, I want to make sure I'm not. Because there's that recent Haunted Mansion thing with uh, with Gonzo as the central character, and so I don't want to come back on that. I think it was Gonzo. You're, I'm you're right. Gonzo. It is Gonzo. That okay. is correct. Gonzo the Great. Yeah, good job. And I, and I like, in fact, because it, he plays Charles Dickens, and Gonzo the Great likes chickens. Yeah. Eh? Yeah, Dickens and chickens. Eh? Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. Blame my Coincidence? Mind, eh? <laughs> I think not. We love I that movie here. Not. We love it so much. We're going to watch it. Maybe twice this year. We love it. Nice. Yeah. I imagine it's got to be on Disney Plus, right? It is. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Really good transfer there too. It's like the best version I've seen. Um, I have it on DVD. Uh, it does not look in Australia. Good like we've got a quite a few. We've got Amazon Prime, and Amazon Prime in Australia has like really um, collected a whole heap of streaming services because Australians small population. Mm. We don't have the access. Got Netflix. And then oh, we had cool. Disney for a while to watch The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. and then we canned it because we actually found that the least effective streaming service. I'm just waiting for Mickey Mouse to come through the door and beat me over the head with a pot. <laughs> with a well, pole, if you're not if you're not huge into Star Wars and Marvel and stuff like that, then yeah, then it's probably you're going to use that the least. I think we use it. We probably use it the most, at least right now we are, because that Beatles thing is on there. Mm-hmm. Hawkeye is oh, on yeah, there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. We'll probably we'll probably sign back up just to watch that, the Peter Jackson one. But yeah, uh, yeah, they, uh, they, uh, that, reason, the Jeff Goldblum uh, one's just, coming back, Brian. The Jeff, uh, Jeff, yes, uh, uh, we're all agreeing. Uh, you yeah, know, there's uh, uh, two. Uh, see, now I don't. Uh, yeah, it it immediately two, goes into my Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> my Jeff Goldblum touches, grazes the uh, the uh, nuts of. Uh, I love Jimmy that Stewart. first season, so I'm excited about that. That'll be great. Yeah, me too. Uh, all right, where so were we do, now? So who do you reckon? They've been asking this a lot on Twitter. So if they were to remake the, the Jimmy Stewart movie, who, I mean, I'm not big on remakes. There's been some good ones, but who would you right. cast now as a modern-day actor? Tom, Tom Hanks 15 years ago. That's what I would have done. Yeah. Oh, good call. That would be good, yeah. I mean, yeah. actually, boy, we were talking Jimmy or uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum. It's like I could actually see him being <laughs> – I want him to be the angel, though. That's what I want. <laughs> every, you know, every time a bell rings. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna you're li- listen. Now. People love you. Oh, those, glor- these glorious wings. Look at these beautiful wings. Look at these They're beautiful wings. Ah, wings. I, yeah, like, like uh, don't say Chris Pratt chat room. Please don't ever say that. Is no. someone saying that? No. Hold on. There it is. Yep. Don't say Chris Andy. Sa- Andy Samberg. Oh, Andy Samberg. Cause, no, because no. he can do he can do serious and uh, funny. All right, who? Oh, I watched that pop star one last night with him for the first oh, time God. last night. The and I never stop stopping. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. And, and look, there was a couple of moments that I laughed at it, but I just went, "This is, this is just basically this is Spinal Tap done for the modern ages, mm-hmm. not and as not, funny and not as well." Yes. Yeah, oh, the guy, well. the guy that played Nick on New Girl, have him do it. Oh, that's not bad, yeah. Jake. Jake. Uh, Jake something. Yeah. Schuppenheimer, whatever it is. He should be in there. All right. Anyway, sorry. You were on a Jake question. Johnson? I think it was Jake Johnson. Right. Jake Johnson. I actually said, someone said, who, who would you cast as the Burt Reynolds character in Smokey and the Bandit and the Cannibal Run? And I actually said Chris Pratt. Oh. Well, that uh, I could see. Sure. Maybe. Yeah, because he's got that sort of cheeky, quippy, you know. Can you say? Or, or Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Or whatever, yeah, Ryan. Re- yeah. Oh, Ryan Reynolds would be good anyway. Ryan Reynolds, yeah. actually, Ryan yeah. Reynolds would be a great George Bailey. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I like it. Yeah, actually, yeah, just, you're right. I just rewatched uh, Deadpool too, and uh, man, that guy can't do any. He can do no wrong. I still haven't seen two. I oh, Green Lantern. One. 
I know. What? I know. I don't know why. My wife's seen it. I don't know how she saw it without You've me. You've missed the, one of the greatest cameos in a non-Marvel Marvel movie. Well, <laughs> a non-MCU Marvel movie. I need to just watch it. You uh, do. I yeah, want to see I, I wasn't that big on Deadpool 2. I really love Deadpool 1. Like, yeah. love, love, love. But mm-hmm. Deadpool 2, to me, I just think it lost the charm of the first one. Oh, personally. I don't know. I, I disagree. I think, uh, having rewatched it recently, I feel like it it breaks the wall in so many great ways that uh, no, I'll have to rewatch to, it. I'm willing to, to do that. It. I'm willing yeah. to rewatch it to see if maybe I was just in a crabby mood or something. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't get that MCU yeah. movie that on happens. the MCU uh, or yeah. on stream on Disney plus. They don't have that one on there. Not no, on I... Disney plus, but it is on Hulu. Is it? Okay. <laughs> They've yeah. got it on their touchstone go. network over there. Streaming yes, network. Right. Okay. Exactly. Right. Sorry. Our, our uh, wicked stepchild uh, streaming <laughs> service. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they do that. All right. Sorry. Where were we? We're somewhere. We're almost done, aren't we? We got oh two minutes. God, we're on 14. How many oh more are there? Oh, my God. We're just a okay. few minutes away from my colonoscopy. I yeah, think. let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it doesn't go that long. All right. Uh, Scott. Yeah. All right. Um, Willie T. Soak, played by Billy Bob Thornton, has a job as a department store Santa, but what is his real profession? Um, oh, I love wow. that movie, but I've only seen it twice. And I don't, oh, it's I mean, you don't love it that much then, do you? Was he, uh, oh, he's not like a hitman or something, right? What am I thinking of? Nope. Okay. Uh, I don't. Just tell me when you want to throw it. I just, uh, um, he did something bad. It was something illegal. Like, uh, I don't know. I give up. I don't know that one. All right, Brian? I don't know it either. My guess is taxi driver. No, Both apparently wrong. not. Uh, oh. yeah. for a burglar. Okay, so Scott was right. Yeah, a burglar. He the with uh, the little guy that plays his, his Right, the little person uh, sidekick. Yeah. Gosh dang yeah. it, that movie right, is so classic. That's a, big, that's a big no, so let's just call it even. And we've got <laughs> I think I won that game. Did I win? Hey. No, I don't, I don't think know, you did because we each had one, we each had one steal, I think. Oh, you're right. I think we equaled out All right, on that so one. this is a first in, because I like doing the first okay. ins, because yes. this is fun. Oh, this so is this is for both of you. Okay. This is where Scott's brain breaks, and he just goes, oh, oh, yeah, I got, oh, oh. Yeah, bit, bit, bit. Scott goes, oh, I don't know. Yeah. And um, then we both break our brains, and she can't come up with freaking Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, this is the tiebreaker. Number 15, what is the name of the production company known for its seasonal stop-motion animation television specials in the 60s and 70s? That is the Rankin Bass. That is correct. Shit. All I could think of was the... Right. You know what I was thinking of is the 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 um, uh, the, the, the weed-smoking one. Um, uh, the, the, the live... Pu- the puppet guys. <laughs> oh, the uh, Croft. Croft. Sid Marty Croft. Yeah, yes. the Croft one is what I was thinking. <laughs> Uh, Brian wins. That was a quick. That was good. You, you, your brain just went off, Scott. Just went. Yeah. No, I did. I couldn't think, and I didn't want to. I was actually yeah. forcing down my tendency to go. Uh, bah, bah, did, bah, bah, bah. I know, I'm glad you. I'm glad you did because uh, halfway through there, I'm like, break it, break it, break it, back, back. And you would have completely broken me. Uh, that's awesome. Um, all right. I, I, I watched them all the time growing up. We got them in Australia, and they were just so charming and lovely yeah. and. Yeah, uh, Arthur Rankin Jr. and Jules, Jules Bass. There you go. Oh, I didn't know there's, that. A great, there's a great kind of tribute in the in the uh, new season of Big Mouth to the Rankin Bass 
Christmas uh, specials. Yeah, I read an they interview with... They actually pay a tribute to it in Elf. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, when, very when much so. When he's leaving, enough, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and there's the, the, the narwhal... Well, uh, also the snowman, it, like, the, yeah. you know, the main, the narrator is mm-hmm. kind of yeah. the... Uh, don't forget, too, the the whole uh, Henry Selleck. I read, read an interview with him once, uh, director of uh, the director of Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, everyone always thinks Tim Burton directed that movie. He did not. He, mm-hmm. he wrote it no, and he produced, produced it. it. But, mm-hmm. um, those characters are his. But the uh, anyway, Henry Selleck uh, points at those Rankin-Bass things as like the the point of inspiration for him. That's what got him where he went. Had it not been for those, he probably wouldn't have got into it. So there you go. I understand uh, yeah. that because if you grew up with them, they were just iconic and wonderful songs and, you know, they roped in Bill Ives and Fred Astaire and people like that to do mm-hmm. the voices uh, and they, they were just part of Christmas to me. It, it, uh, you know, A Christmas Story, the movie, was not big here in Australia. Mm. Uh, that's why when we podcasted that, it did really well overseas, especially really? in America. It didn't do well here in Australia at all. Mm. Oh, uh, that's interesting. Because people just didn't know that movie. But I grew up with it. We got it on VHS. So, yeah. you know, we were very Americanized growing up. Yeah. my I love the Heat Miser. He's my man. Yes. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's Mr. Fun or however it went. Uh, well, <laughs> all right. Uh, hey, tell people I'm where your show is. Songs. <laughs> tell people Tell people where your show is so they can find it. Oh, where is my show? Well, uh, I've been taking a break for the last week, but uh, we are the Retro Cinema Podcast. You can just type us into Google. You find us on every single one of your platforms. Uh, Our episode 238, we did UHF or video from UHF, Mm -hmm. which I love. Yeah. Uh, Our next episode was the top 10 funniest films of the 80s, and that was a hell of a challenge because I had about 25 of them, had to whittle them down to 10. And out tonight, uh, I was off, so it's my neighbour, Toroto, uh, with Angry Oh, my neighbour, Totoro, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Toroto. Toroto, that's it, yeah. Yeah, Toroto, so, Toroto. They're all on Totoro. Totoro. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, have a have a good them. one. You're all bra- oh, I lost her. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. Had, she was breaking up something bad there. She was better. Let her to... know that we didn't just hang up on her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was not going well toward the end. I don't know what happened to her internet. I blame the colonel. Um, yeah. Also, uh, Mark, this is the day I learned that she was divorced. I had no idea. I didn't know she had. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't know that. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, my sister Wendy will be here. We're going to talk some uh, stuff. So, so be prepared and get cool. ready. But we got to do a song before that. Can you play that song before we go? I can. As a matter of fact, uh, I, uh, that song I even introed yesterday. Accidentally, uh, I gave you the wrong song yesterday. Oh, everyone and, thinks um, I screwed it up. That okay? No, now it no, makes no, no, sense. no. It was absolutely me. It was totally me. I gave you. Um, I don't want to go to Mars by a band called White Lies from yeah. their brand new album. As I try to not, or as I try not to fall apart. So, um, it all worked out because I've heard from three people who really liked the song, even though they were confused. They loved it. Yes. So good. Well, now they know who it is. It's White Lies. Yeah. I don't want to go to Mars from there. As I tried it not to fall apart from yesterday. Um, so yes, uh, today we're going to play the song I introduced yesterday, which is "Hooray for the Riffraff" from her upcoming album "Life on Earth." Here is Rhododendron. That sounds awesome. Let's play it. We'll be right back with Wendy. Stay tuned. Renegade Wrote 
like getting boxes in the mail, so do you. We all do. This winter, upgrade your daily routine with Bespoke Post and their new seasonal lineup of must-have boxes of awesome collections. From winter cocktails to cozy threads and camping gear essentials, Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life, no matter what you're really into. So to get started, here's all you got to do is you take this quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right box for you. Super simple. I did it myself. Nothing to it. They release new boxes every month across many different categories, and it's free to sign up. And you can skip a month or cancel anytime. That's the other nice thing about it. I like when, when services like this do that. Each box costs 45 bucks, but has over $70 worth of gear inside. So it's a heck of a deal. Plus, with each box of awesome, you're supporting small businesses. 90% of everything that comes in your box of awesome is from a small up-and-coming brand. I love that a lot. As a, as a small up-and-coming brand myself, I can support this. Your favorite box of awesome items uh, will will vary, right? Some of you are going to like some things. Some of you are going to like other things. I love it all, okay? Uh, there's nothing in here I haven't enjoyed, and it's it's really, really great. So I am excited to receive my next box of awesome, and you will be too. To get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up, go to boxofawesome.com and enter the promo code TMS at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com and that promo code TMS at checkout. Do it today. I bought a real Christmas tree this year. The guy asked if I was going to put it up myself. I said, no, I'm going to put it in the living room. Apple ciders for idiots. The Morning Stream. Because knowing is half the battle. back everybody that song again was that song again was finally hooray for the riffraff and uh, her song rhododendron from her upcoming album which comes out in february life on earth um i did just hear from my uh, gidget they had a blackout so <laughs> well that would explain it yes yeah, turned timing. out okay though yeah really good timing i would say yeah i think somebody finally figured out how to end that segment yeah no no kidding all right well uh good news everybody everyone my sister Wendy, who I assume you're back from Tennessee. Yeah, you were visiting. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You're back. And uh, that's good because your internet there was bad. You had bad internet there. I know. And you know what? It's embarrassing, but I just couldn't, we couldn't find the the internet to the house and the password. So I was just using a phone. Oh, so you were using phone? <laughs> oh, that's and hilarious. And the second we were done, we found it. Oh. I mean, the second I was done. So, Beautiful. Um, of course. That was yeah, I was, I was anyway, on a... Thank a, you for joining us. That yeah. was really fun to have Yeah, you. yeah, yeah. It was really fun. We Wendy had one of her Real Steps uh, kind of all hands oh. meetings with everybody and it was super, cool. super fun to do that. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. We should get Brian in there sometime. He'd, he'd really, I think, have Yeah, time. Brian, you can come. We yeah. probably use yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, really, it's really cool. Uh, well, good. Uh, and then Thanksgiving in Tennessee is um, all it's cracked up to be or what? Yeah, it was yeah. really lovely. It's a very beautiful city. It uh, was only two degrees warmer than here. Oh, well, that shit. was a waste. Yeah. Yeah, they had a little cold snap. <laughs> yeah. You don't go to, you weren't planning to go in there just for the heat, though, fortunately. Yeah. No, I mean, I kind of figured it would get something, but they were like, ooh, sorry, this week's terrible. We're like, oh, you're kidding. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad nobody got, nobody got Omicron while you were there, right? Your everything's right. fine? No Omicron? You're good? No. Okay. But we, just this morning, there's a case of Omicron in the Minnesota. So oh, no. That sucks. Yeah, oh. it's probably everywhere, and people are just now 
you know, that, that's how this stuff goes. Two weeks oh, ago, God. somebody got it, and now they're just finding out they have it. And, nah, Stay safe. Uh, Zoe brings bacon. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah, she's traveling here from Europe, and hopefully she'll be yeah. okay. Um, real quick here. Um, uh, so everybody, we went to Misha's house for Thanksgiving early. Yeah. And I don't know if you've heard about this, but um, Thatcher's kids both had like RSV level illnesses of some sort. Oh, um, not COVID, but just you know some awful kid just thing. Sick, yeah. And um, I think we were all like, "Yeah, no, we're kid. They're kids. We're not going to catch whatever these kids got." <laughs> Everybody got really sick. Mom's been down for like ten days. She's doing much better today. But I um, know. I heard her voice is awful. Yeah, she's she got pretty banged up. I mean, she's eighty two. That's what happens when you're eighty two. But um, yeah. my uh, I got really sick. I'm just now feeling better. Kim last night started to get it. Uh, Carter's still okay, but like Ken, Misha, uh, most of the kids over, most everybody got this thing that was like the worst stupid cold. And then, you know, people are getting tested for COVID because they don't know for sure. And then they're coming back negative and it's just a bad cold because those never went away. And it's All been right. real fun. It's a good time to be alive. It's great. Yeah. Glad I was <laughs> in Nashville. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Um, but you know how those, you forget, you've got some good stories about family get togethers where then everyone gets sick. It's usually everyone barfing that weekend, but yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. There, I will not do that ever again. Nope. <laughs> Bad times. Um, all right. Well, Serious trauma It's there. good to have you here. We're going to do our usual ther- Therapy Thursday thing. For those that don't know, I know you're here for the first time. There's always a few of you. Uh, Wendy is an actual therapist. She helps people with real problems all the time, comes on Thursdays, and donates some of her time to help you with your questions. Like this email we got from... Um, they didn't say we, if we could... They, they used their name, but they didn't say we shouldn't. Uh, so I just won't. I'll, just, I'll err on the side of no. Okay. Uh, C&M right. is, is what we'll call them. Hi, Scott, Brian, and Wendy. My husband and I have started the process of fostering children. Part of the process is learning how to work with a child with trauma, recognize their triggers, and promote a safe environment for their special needs. It is a pretty, uh, it is pretty full on, but I feel we have the tools to succeed with these children. My question uh, for you guys is this. After diffusing and settling down a breakdown slash tantrum, what can we do to settle ourselves down? We're both empathetic people uh, and feel other people's pain so what tools can we use to avoid us taking on their trauma, uh, reset, and be 100% present for the kid? Thanks for or thanks so much for what you guys do, C and M. Well, first of all, I think it's rad that they're doing this. Um, for sure. Yeah. More, yeah. more people uh, should, or if they can, they, they or could. Um, it's not for everybody, uh, but people who are in a place where they can do this, I think is a really noble uh, thing to do for kids uh, and teens especially. So part of that, part of what you're going to say, they may even depend on the age here. I assume age always has a big factor in this stuff, right? With these kids. Yeah. yeah do they? They don't mention. They don't say about. Yeah. They don't say. Ma- did they mention how many? Mm, they just said start the process of fostering kids, plural, but they Multiple. didn't say how many. Okay. Uh, plural, they mean, and also right, and it we, comes and goes, right? Like right. I assume what they're referring to, and I don't know for sure, but it's sort of like you're ready and open. And then when a kid comes up in the system, they ask you, they see if it's a fit. And sometimes that's more than one. Sometimes that's, you know, can be right. So that was kind of what I was saying. Yeah, I assume so. But it would be good to know if like they're bringing in a 16 year old first, or if they're, if this is a three or four year old or, you know, it's because it's so different. Yeah. The requirement on them will be very different. I I think, um, and, and they didn't say if they had other children or children previously or anything. like None None of that. No. Well, so I think, I think what's tricky is if I, okay, that's the, that would be an interesting thing. Cause I, I'll speak to actually both. If, if you've had your own children or you still have children at home, 
um, that is a, that's kind of a whole nother bag. You've already learned to not take care of yourself very well. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So you're ready. You're fine. Um, No. And, and it would just be like an added layer of, of needs and stress and, and management stuff that you just maybe hadn't, haven't done before. And so, you know, the learning curve is going to be steep no matter what, but if you have not had any children, that's kind of the sense I get that there are no children Mm -hmm. um, previously, but is that, you go from like quiet, peaceful, you can read a book when you want to not. And a kind of regardless of the age of the kids coming in, you're going to still feel that, especially if you're very empathetic, right? You're still going to feel they're in the house. You're going to be wondering if they're okay and checking in the, you know, doing all sorts of things. And the first thing to go, ask anyone who has ever had deadlines or stress or, you know, lived a life, is that the first thing to go is just what usually you need to balance and ground yourself. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, kind of starting with that idea that um, you need to build in before any kid shows up because every kid's going to acquire something different, right? You might have a kid who's sullen and quiet and sort of, you know, you're, you're trying to draw them out or just trying to help them connect. That's a very different requirement than a kid who's breaking stuff or, or, you know, like angry or just like emoting out rather than emoting in. And so, you know, all sorts of options are going to be thrown at you. And so before any of that even occurs, I think often it's like catch up after it starts is to kind of think, you know, and, and I'm sure they're getting some training in this too, but just how to prep the both of you in where is the space and time to ground yourself, to reset, to take a break, that kind of thing. So sort of think of it, you know, you you have to have a time out for yourself. Mm-hmm. And what does that look like? And most people only finally get to a time out space when they're desperate for one, but to build one in when before anything occurs could be really powerful. Mm-hmm. So that might look like you know, sort of sitting down and asking each other, what are, what are the things that help you feel stable or grounded? Um, and you know, maybe one of you, it's, you know, practicing yoga or going out with some friends playing cards or, you know, whatever those things might be like draw an exhaustive list of all the things that, that feel good and, you know, keep you calm or whatever, because, you know, you might say, Oh, I'd love to sit down and watch a series, you know, together Mm -hmm. that may be totally disrupted (laughs) so you can't just have one option is what i'm saying right like every night i think oh my gosh teenagers like why don't they sleep like what's wrong with this (laughs) i just want to go to bed they're just up late always Mm -hmm. always 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 up late you know Mm -hmm. and so you just have to get up early so you so if you have just oh we like to watch a show together you're in big big trouble so get an exhaustive list of what you as individuals enjoy that feel that feels calm and soothing and then sort of figure out how to plant those into the week no matter what right and we've t- said this on the show a thousand times everyone's heard this where you you know you're in the airplane you put the mask on yourself before you met, put a mask on someone else that's what we're talking about here like and it has to be done in small increments it has to be effective um, and most people don't plan for this. Usually it's like, I got it, I got it, I got it. And then this stuff will get difficult and, you know, you don't have a 
prepaid on the calendar massage. <laughs> like you might need that. And so if those were in place, it, it can just really ease the transition. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then how they interact with one another. So there's kind of twofold here. One is individually. What does, cause they're, they're different, right? One, one might need more outdoor time. The other one might need more alone time or whatever it might be. So, so kind of coming up with and how to support each other in getting those individual needs met. And then the other being um, the couple energy that's going to come at them. So I'm, I'm still going, assuming they have not had children of their own. Um, I don't know if they're familiar with that face most parents make. Mm. <laughs> it's called your soul is being sucked by a child. <laughs> yeah, And uh, that's hard to partner in the same way. Right. And and you guys are being thrown in the deep end. This is not, we're starting with sleep deprivation with a, a newborn, which is, is also being thrown in the deep end. Let's be honest. Um, but yeah, so, so there is some, what, what is the couple going to be doing as a couple to make sure they're grounded in their relationship? And it isn't all, all about kids all the time. That is so tempting, especially when these kids have been traumatized and need so much. This is true if your kid is like boring, happy, go lucky. And if this kid is a traumatized foster kid is the couple will suffer. And so it's, it's figuring out how to minimize that suffering. And usually it's because of time or whatever it might be. Right. And so what, what do you guys need to do together to make sure you're still solid and okay. So do you guys have any thoughts on that? You've both. Well, you bring up that, um, that, that couple energy. So that's like, um, keeping the kid from not feeling ganged up on, right? Is that? Yeah, it could be. Or just, it, it could also just be that the kid splits the parents. That's very, very common. Oh, plays one um, against the other kind of thing. Yeah. Sure. And yeah. and so the gang, there's so many versions, right? So there's one gang up on, on the kid. Now, mm-hmm. a united front is kind of the best policy here, which is like we both agree and we're both For repeating sure. the same thing, that type of thing. But then also like... um. I mean, the real concern is more of the dividing of the two because one of you is softer than the other. It's mm-hmm. just true. Yeah, right? it's good cop. And bad usually, cop. it's it can even take turns. It doesn't yeah. even have to be the same person. It's like bad cop, good cop, except a natural a version of that. Sort of, you don't have to fake it. You just are that, right? Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know. I mean, to me, United Front sounds like the best policy and the one that you should focus on trying to create. And I don't mean that. Because that can be taken as we're both ganging up on the kid and that's going to be the opposite of what a certain kid needs or whatever. But mm-hmm. if you're not united, then I, I just feel like that leads to problems. Like It totally does. Yeah. No matter what's well, going let, on. Uh, let's discuss something really quick. So your own child yeah. who is has a huge vested interest in you staying married to its mother or its father yeah. is weirdly effective at splitting parents. Right. Right. And I don't mean it's the kid's fault. I just mean there is some natural inclination to survive. That's like, I need to get this candy. Dad'll say yes. Mom'll mm-hmm. say no. I'm going there. <laughs> you know. So I don't think it's conscious right. in any kind of weird way. I just think it is so ubiquitous with children and parents that you know something's happening there that that you sort of have to manage. I mean, jokingly, we we went with some friends to Nashville, and I was asking the kids their kids like which parent do they go to for certain reasons Mm -hmm. it's fun to travel with a therapist because i ask way too inappropriate (laughs) questions right in front of in front of my friend of course she was laughing but 
but they were like, well, I always pick my mom because my dad, no, you know, he's scary. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, why is he scary? And they're like, well, if he's distracted, he'll say yes. I mean, the detail with which they could tell me the temperaments of their parents and what they ask when. I mean, mm-hmm. you tell me that they don't know what they're doing. They, they kind of do. They okay. Know. Anyway, but that idea of like, you know, that's happening. Now you take a kid who does not trust you at all. Mm-hmm. Because this is the baseline. I'm, I'm going to be harsher than I need to be here. Just there's a reason. Right. I get it. This kid is going to come in and think that you're going to ditch him like everyone else has. And if I get close to you, I'm going to get really hurt. Mm-hmm. And you're going to come at him with so much love and openness and attention and affection and all those things you have to bring to this table. And they are going to spit at it and throw darts at it and not believe you. Mm-hmm. That's hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really, really hard. And so the more training you have, the better. The more understanding of trauma, the better. Um, recognizing that trauma is trauma creates protection in another human being. The other human being will do whatever it takes to not get hurt like that again. So if you think of what the very nature of a, a kid in foster care is, is that someone has literally abandoned them. Mm. Yeah. Now, whether that person chose to or not, or there were all the, all the excuses or extenuating circumstances and like legitimate compassionate reasons doesn't matter at it. You know, we can feel abandoned by very small things, but this, this is a kid at a young age that does not feel wanted. And the irony is we think, okay, make them feel wanted. That's going to work. And maybe for some kids that'll, that'll get through, but you do need to be prepared that most of these kids are going to think you're full of crap and you're just doing it for the money Mm. or that you're intentions are wrong. And that just is a sign of how much pain there is. So if you're very sensitive, it sounds like these people are, and I think anyone who does this and is, you know, has a heart big enough for this and is open and safe and warm enough, this is going to be difficult mm-hmm. um, because it will clash with that for sure. And then this is where it can get problematic with the couple. I don't even say, I'm not even saying this kid is trying to divide the two of you. It's that, The two of you are then going to be faced with a lot of feelings and experiences, and you're going to have to communicate 10,000 times more than you ever have before Mm -hmm. because parenting is tricky and foster parenting is the trickiest form of parenting. So I am scared and I don't mean to be scaring them. It's just, this is real. And so the more prepared, and it truly is, the more prepared, the better you're communicating, the more self-care you can implement, you'll make it. And you'll do an amazing job. I, I have no doubt of that. Mm-hmm. I just think sometimes, uh, like all things, right? We're, we we can be naive um, and we're hopeful and we're excited and that's all good and it gets us to do stuff. And then reality always, you know, is, is a little trickier. So, and again, they may get the sweetest foster care kid and be like, Wendy's full of crap. And I hope so. Mm-hmm. I hope that's what happens. Yeah. Well, I um, I mean, the so um, the the thing I was thinking of is this, like, I was trying to think of my own life. Like, are we, did Kim and I have a a pretty united front when it came to each of the kids? And we did, but there was this other nuance to the relationships where Nick knew if he really needed to have a heart to heart with somebody, he'd go to his mom. Uh, The girls knew that they'd come to me and it wasn't because they didn't trust her or he didn't trust me. It's not that it's just for some reason, the relationship was just that way. The girls liked to come to talk to me about stuff and Nick liked to go to his mom to talk about stuff. 
and I, I'm not even saying this is normally just sort of down gender lines. I don't think it is. I think it just depends on the kid. But my 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 takeaway from that was that it was a good thing that I could offer a different um, sounding board for them when they needed it. And by that, I just mean a different personality, I guess, to approach or whatever than Kim's and yeah. in the same same with her and Nick. And it didn't make us any less united because we weren't like, oh, yeah, your mom, she's the worst. I'm glad you're talking to me about it. We didn't do that. You know, like we were still yeah. still in this together. There's probably a little room for that, but they don't have that relationship yet. Right. Like they're going into this yeah. raw. So they don't have mm-hmm. a they don't know who the good cop is yet. They don't know who the bad yeah. cop is or they don't know the person that has maybe a special understanding of their, their where they're at in their life or whatever. My brain keeps assuming they're going to be teenagers. And I don't know why I keep doing that. Um, well, you're picturing like the hardest case, right? That's, yeah, that's case really scenario. difficult. Yeah. And the hardest to reach. Um, you know, you have, you'll have better bonding capacity with sort of younger kids. And there's another question here that they didn't answer, which is, is this foster care to lead to adoption or is this foster care only? And those are very different things in the, in the sort of long-term outcome or goal, right? So foster kid, high-risk foster parenting is ultimately that you're taking these kids. um, They're usually younger, you know, often they're siblings and the idea is that you'll adopt them Mm -hmm. and you run the risk of bonding, creating the safety. And then the court's giving the kids back to the, the parents and then you're out of these kids you've been open up to. And uh, early in my training, I did a lot of work with kids in these situations. And so I would be the therapist to the kid. We're doing play therapy, you know, sort of working through while they're, they're actively in this, you know, high risk foster care situation. Um, And had a couple of really cool experiences, both in a child being reunited to its family and then another child being adopted by this foster couple that was just the most amazing humans I've ever met. And just watching this four-year-old, you know, just her shoulders drop and breathe for the first time in her four years of life that she was okay. And now she was safe and, you know, like some just really amazing things. And so you have some advantages when they're younger. You also have the disadvantage that is, is taxing physically. Um, and just kind of relentless. I mean, hopefully they'll go to bed by seven or eight. Um, but like, it's it's a really tough stage. Whereas teenagers, you know, I think your mind's going there because it really is, you you have a lot less influence um, and you're, you know, can be really hard. Teenagers are hard generally. Yeah, so yeah, it, it's, it's tricky. I think going back to your stories though, of parents talking to different kids, I think that's another piece to this is, Nobody thinks they're a bad cop. <laughs> yeah. Right. No one's mm-hmm. running around like, you know, until they know they are. Sometimes <laughs> they realize in the end, like, yeah, I guess I'm the bad cop. Right. Um, but anyway, the two of them, you know, it might just be like, yeah, great, loving. And and you may just like my dog decided he has favorites in the family. That's what kids will do. They will mm-hmm. they'll sort of lean towards someone they click with or, you know, whatever it might be. And so, you know, being prepared to sort of handle that. Uh, I, you know, I love to recommend everyone go to therapy, but like having someone designated outside of the couple Mm -hmm. for you to talk to about your stresses with this would also be really helpful. Yeah. Um, Yeah. 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 Could be a friend, could be a family member, somebody who's just good at hearing you and not needing to do anything about it and not going to hold it against 
your partner or the, the is not going to go, well, you should just not be doing this. Like that's not the person right. you need. Or, or, well, I'm going to run and tell your parents everything you just said. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> ooh, get a, get a nice neutral therapist that has yeah, by not, law. Not, not to be the guy who's the, you know, it sounds like I'm just being cheap here, but part of the process of doing, being a foster home and working with the state in this regard, um, you do get paid for it. It's not a profit industry or yes. anything, but you get paid for it. And you know, it's, it's a, it's a thing. The way I would look at it is I'd go, well, why don't we make part of whatever we're getting paid for this? Part of that is our therapy money. Like right. just make that part of the project. And that means right. that you've got somebody you're seeing regularly that United front is happening there. And it's also then happening on the ground where the kids are. And I feel like that would create some positive, um, I don't yeah. know, just some positive vibes. Just build it in. Also, I mean, I'm sure there's partial funding. It depends on what state we're talking about here. Some states are more generous than others. But yeah, um, that's true. That there is money for the kids to be in therapy and probably are mandated to some extent to be in some type of care or treatment, something. Mm-hmm. It depends. Of course, there's all levels here. Um, sometimes you're, you're literally rescuing a child from imminent death, right? Yeah. And And so there is so much going on there. And and so you're going to have it based on different needs and different situations. Um, but yeah, to really, to really utilize whatever the system is offering, they've done it a long time. There's a lot of good people working in that field who have done some good work and, and the resources, you know, just tap into them. I think, I think there's a lot. And I mean, think about any parent, right? You just drive home with a baby you you sat through like a 15 minute don't shake your baby video at the hospital and yeah. that is all that is required yeah is kind of horrifying yeah <laughs> um and so you know i i assume that is not the case with foster parenting and right. that there is a lot out there so to to really more, more just yeah. take it in yeah. yeah let it be your guide let other people's experience help you you know i guarantee there are support groups i guarantee there's 4 million facebook groups that where you can just not be alone as you are doing this really important work. And and that includes your your normal support system, just like getting everybody on board and, you know, the the yeah, just the way of getting your own oxygen mask on is going to be individual for everyone, mm-hmm. but it will be more than what you're used to. You're going to need more oxygen than you're used to. This right. is hiking to the top of the mountain. <laughs> like it, the air is thin there. Yeah. So, you know, finding cushioning as much as you possibly can, building in breaks where, you're, you know, before you even need the breaks, make sure the breaks are in there. Um, and, and this is ideal, right? What I'm describing is ideal. And this isn't real world for everybody. But, uh, you know, even just small things to make sure you're taking care of yourselves is going to be important. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that therapist can kind of play... Or, or the friend or whoever just takes some of the burden off the partner of needing, you know, you'll need to talk about things, but also just, it's a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's amazing. I yeah. want to support them. I don't know how, what can we do? I don't know. I, I, I'm super into families that do this. I know there's probably some examples out there where people are pushing the limits and have 15 kids and are doing it strictly for the money and just have some big wrecked house they don't care about foster farm going yeah i'm sure these exist but for the most part uh people that do this have good hearts about it and are you know really want to help people and 
Mm-hmm. You know, I feel that way about adoption and other stuff too. So it's, I think it's really cool and should be encouraged. It is. And there's something that this made me think of that um, is something I would like to do one day. I, I don't, I mean, I have kids at home right now who make me think I should not ever be a parent. <laughs> um, no, I mean, you know, it's, it's a humbling moment. Uh, so I don't know how I could be helpful yet. Um, there is a big need and I find this fascinating. This really appeals to me, I think, because I, because I don't want to be around kids, um, is that you can you can foster, and it's not in the same way, of course, but you just sort of, there's organizations that connect you to kids who've, who've grown out of the foster system and are just trying to make it in life. And, you know, maybe they're in school or college or they're trying to work their jobs or just like, they just need family. Um, and so you can adopt an adult, foster kid mm-hmm. um, and just have like mentorship kind of, or just like connection. And anyway, so there's different organizations that do that. I thought it, it's all relative to however old my kids are. Cause I'm like, Oh, I can foster babies. And then I had kids. I'm like, Oh no, I could foster teenagers. And then I have teenagers. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I could, I could take on adults. The adults is good. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then one day I'll go back to babies. Maybe. I don't know. Right. But, well, it's a uh, it's a interesting thing. I would really like to hear back from them on how things went, and um, not just that, but like, what's the difference? Like, if they're going to be some sort of rotation, was it different having a five year old versus a twelve year old? Yeah. You know, I'm sure or there is someone a kid who's brand new to the system versus being in the system a long time. Yeah, yeah. totally. And yeah. Uh, you know what? I don't know what what they're more importantly, like at the end of it all or, or during it all. I, I just don't, I want them to be as non-regretful as possible you know what i mean like you never know yeah. quite what you're getting into until you get into it and i'm just worried it's gonna feel like a lot at first and maybe that therapy is yeah. a good way to good way to soften that uh blow whatever that yeah. blow may be um but yeah let us know we love uh follow-up and yeah, uh hearing how things went amazing uh speaking of uh so real steps i was there for this thing and it was great and i really enjoyed it and, and it was after that i went man everybody should do this it's really great um, it, you should. It's really cool. So go read realsteps.org, everybody. Check it out. Oh, real quick, before you go, you got to do a fast interpretation of a dream I had about Brian. Okay. This is real fast. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was so there nudity? There were sort of. Uh, <laughs> he, was, he was shirtless. I'll give him that. Um, but uh, <laughs> anyway, it's, uh, the short of the dream was he was going door to door, house to house, in a long row of houses. One of them was mine. Where you answer the door, Brian's there with a big bag and he's saying, I need all your foreskins. And then you'd go in the house and it all felt very normal in the dream. And you'd give him, you'd give him your foreskins, he put them in his bag and he'd move on to the next house and do the same thing. And it was like very routine, like picking up garbage or, you know, the recycling guys here or whatever. It was, it's how it felt in the dream. What's, okay. what do you think any of that hey, is Wendy, about? Good luck. Yeah. Good luck with this one. <laughs> so what do you think Brian collecting foreskin means? What's that about? Wow. You are weird, man. <laughs> yeah. I have weird That's dreams. Amazing. I can't help it. They're weird. They're always that weird. That is interesting. Um, I mean, it probably means nothing, anything. right? It might just mean I ate. Uh, we did have pizza later than we usually would want to last night. <laughs> You know what oh, I mean? that's what was I there, said. Yeah. Was the there crack cream. cocaine on the pizza? No, as far as I know, it was mod and it was delivered. It's possible the driver was, oh. you know, fiddling with. Yeah, okay, I have a question. Was right, Brian just, like no, his, you can't talk about pizza. Keep going. Move, move. Was Brian oh, yeah. like his cheery self in the drink? He, he was just, yeah, it was normal. It was like, hey, but it wasn't like, hey, I haven't seen you in so long. It was like he does this all the time. It was like a very like, oh, it's there's it's Brian. Round. Here's your here's your foreskin. See you later. Kind of thing. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, my diagnosis is don't eat pizza late and <laughs> you're weird. What's that skin? New skin. Uh, did you work for new skin? No, for I did not. New skin is a, a multi-level marketing bullcrap company here in, in Utah that, uh, says that if you put lady placenta on your face, you'll live forever or and, whatever. They're- oh, and baby foreskins. Guys. Yeah, baby foreskins. <laughs> right. So um, I'm just wondering if it was connected. No, okay, no. I don't, think right. so. I don't know. That's, that's I haven't weird. seen any weird movies. I haven't watched anything that would like spawn any of this. Like Okay. So let's say you were my client and yeah. I had to take you seriously. Yeah. <laughs> um I would <laughs> I would ask just like generally about life, like, you know, what's going on and you know, mm-hmm. and, and you can sometimes tie some stressors to certain things, right? Like yeah. it doesn't ever make total sense. Sometimes they're right on the nose and hilarious, yeah. you know, like someone's <laughs> like, what's this dream mean? I'm like, wow, it's exactly what your life is. Like, and, and it's not as easy to see it, but this one obviously yeah. is harder to see. So I would ask you, you know, so for example, uh, and this, people may notice this too, at different times of their lives, when they're extra stressed or feeling particularly vulnerable, they may have a dream that has a particular theme to it. So that's why we have the very common ones of you went to school naked Um, or you go to a class that you didn't attend all year and now you have to take the test or so whatever it might be, um, you know, so, so the real question here is not that there's Brian gathering foreskin around the neighborhood, like recycling (laughs) creeper. It's that, what is the feeling in the dream? Yeah. Is the feeling that it's normal or is the feeling distressing? What's, you know, no, it felt normal. It just felt. Like, oh, Brian's back. Quick, go get the foreskins. Oh, Tuesday again. Foreskin yeah, day. Foreskin day. Go get it. Oh, and my God. Foreskin day again? Yeah, Jeez. and it wasn't, it wasn't like a medical procedure. I had to go and, you know, produce the foreskin uh, from me or Nick or any other male members of my household. It was just... So where'd you get it? Just, I don't Hopefully know. Hopefully like, out of the fridge. In, in the other room and grabbed it and... <laughs> Gave it to him. Like, that was very nondescript in the dream. It just sort of was, oh, well, yeah. Oh, it's like a junk it. drawer. Hold on a second. Yeah. yeah. It's a little like a junk that, drawer. Yeah. Kind of like that. Hilarious. Okay. Yeah. So if there's no feeling to it, then there's probably no meaning to it. So that's usually the the the, the thread the therapist pulls of like, okay. Uh, I mean, okay. like, you're really bothered, right? Like, right. people don't usually go to therapy and be like, hey, let's talk about my dreams. Mm. And they're just like. I was driving on a road and nothing happened. I didn't feel anything like, you know, that's not interesting. And they don't notice. Right. Versus right. nightmares versus mm. themes that don't are relentless or, you know, so or then you very, can really use very distressed too. or angry or right. you guys just or, lean yeah. so heavily on the, well, how did that make you feel? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Where do we get this from? I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah, weird. Uh, so instead it's like, what does it mean? <laughs> Well, Freud might have some ideas, but yeah. I yeah. don't. Yeah. I don't sometimes a foreskin is just a foreskin. Yeah. Just and a, sometimes a guy yeah, carrying I mean, a bag of them shirtless and uh, Birkenstocks <laughs> and brown pants, he's just a normal, it's just a nothing. It doesn't mean Yeah, anything. he'd have nothing to say about any yeah. of that. Yeah. I mean, the, the thing tendencies. that made it, if I wouldn't even probably brought it up, maybe I would have because this show likes dumb stories that I tell, but uh, if it hadn't been Brian, I think it would have been less significant because I just don't know why it was Brian. Mm-hmm. Like, why is Brian yeah. picking up everybody's foreskin? so reliable i mean he comes on every thursday that might be and it. talks True. to me without fail yeah, yeah that might be yeah. it he's he is he is the least maintenance of anyone i've ever had to work with in my life and i don't just mean podcasting like i don't have to do anything to work with brian that's hard and so mm-hmm. maybe that's it maybe it's like yeah even in a world where you got to pick up foreskin every week brian is <laughs> in just, a world he's just there brian's the still foreskin. consistent all right i'm going with that i'm going with it's that it's a compliment right. that's what it means it's just yeah. 
Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. That's sure. a twisted okay. ass compliment that's based around force. See, spins. you're welcome. Now yeah. pay me. Well done. Just kidding. Yeah, pay Wendy. Uh, all right. Well, this has all been great. Realstops.org, of course. And uh, Wendy, I, I hope you're having a, a fine holiday season and that you guys don't catch any kind of colds or Omicron. Don't get it. Okay. No, I'm going to try not to. Try okay. your best. Thanks, guys. All right. We'll Bye. see you next time. Bye-bye. All right. There she goes. There she goes. There she goes again. Hey, Brian, there speaking of goes. going again, there is no Coverville today because you're no working on No Coverville stuff. today. Yeah, basically today I'm going to be uh, shipping a lot of the CD sets that people have been ordering. And it's still, I think it's still, I need to double check my quantities and see if it's still available. Um, so 7CD seven, seven Andrew Allen set up on Coverville.com slash shop. Uh, but also the other thing I'm doing is prepping for the two big end of the show or end of the year shows that I do the Coverville countdown, the uh, 40 best covers of the year. So, uh, so, so the, today's prep on that. It's, you know, no show. Plus I'm feeling hazy and weak and yeah. I really just want a taco. You're Scott, running on nothing right now. I know I shouldn't have brought up pizza. I feel bad. That sounds really good. <laughs> I know I want a pizza. Really. I want anything salty, like tangible mm-hmm. pork and rice and, whatever you need to, to replace a bag your... of salad right now it sounds so good yeah, but, uh, yeah maybe even maybe even a nice gatorade oh you're gonna hate those by tonight oh uh, yeah yeah i got lime cucumber i never heard of uh cucumber lime gatorade oh but, i haven't uh, either i wonder what that's like it looked really good you're sounded gonna find, really good you're gonna find out how that is. i'm gonna find out yeah. and really you know if it's the worst thing ever great i'll never have to drink lime <laughs> cucumber gatorade again Oh, man. All right. Well, I feel for you. I've done this and I hated it. Um, all right. Exactly. Let's uh, get out of here. Patreon.com slash TMS is how you can support this business. If uh, if you like doing that, then keep doing that. That'd be awesome. We don't know about a PM tomorrow because it depends on how Brian's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. We'll check in with him. And... I will keep everyone posted on how yeah. I feel. Yeah. If you're feeling all right, we'll do it. If not, it's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll skip a week and be good. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Send those emails in if you've got dream interpretations or anything else you want to say. The morning stream at Gmail. Com. We will now leave you, but before we do, a song selection from Brian Nibbett's Fast Library. Brian? Yes, this is interesting. This is uh, sort of, well, this harkens back to those early days of TMS when we didn't play covers. We played something else to close out the show. Mm-hmm. Um, Demondrin, uh, a.k.a. Andrew, wrote and said, hello, Scotch and Bourbon. Uh, this can be played whenever you have a space for it. I know many people don't like this song, but I can actually tolerate this version. Thanks for all you do. Signed, Dem, a.k.a. Andrew. Now, I happen to be a fan of the Band-Aid song, Do They Know It's Christmas, but only a fan of the original. I think every version that they've come out with since then is unlistenable um, pandering crap. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. All right. (laughs) That is a review Uh, if I've ever heard one. Wow. All right. Yes, exactly. Um, that said, uh, this is a mashup done by DJ Seven. Is a combo of "Do They Know It's Christmas" is the power of love. So obviously, it combines "Do They Know It's Christmas" with uh, the Huey Lewis track. Now, I will say this: um, I don't know what version they used for this mashup, but it ain't the good version. It ain't the Band Aid version. This mm. is like the uh, uh, I don't know, like maybe the twenty or the two thousand version. Mm. The 20-year anniversary version? I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's horrible, though. But, uh, hey, it works in a mashup. So, from the Very Booty Christmas Volume 4, here is Do They Know It's Christmas is the Power of Love. Ah, uh, this is so great. All right, we're going to play that now, and then we're going to leave, and then we'll be back Monday for sure, maybe tomorrow. We'll see. Wish Brian mm-hmm. luck. We'll see you then.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Wear it on your dominant arm. Okay. Arm, your dominant arm. Arm. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.